0: So I signed up to become a Senator in the Colonial Project and that wasn't an easy decision for me personally and it wasn't an easy decision for my family either to support me in this. However, we need voices like this to question the illegitimate occupation of the colonial system in this country.
1: Welcome to the New Flesh podcast, the podcast you deserve. My name is Ricky Allpike. A few days ago we spoke to returning guest Bella Diabrera about a number of hot button issues including the national curriculum and the ongoing petulance of the Australian Greens Party.
2: Bella Diabrera is the Director of the Foundations of Western Civilization Program at the Institute of Public Affairs, a non think tank that focuses on the issues such as climate change, freedom of speech, criminal justice, economics and much more. She has a BA in History and, Spa- and Spanish from Monash University and an MA in Spanish from the University of St. Andrews and a PhD in History from the University of Cambridge. She is an author and has contributed work to The Spectator Australia, The Herald Sun and The Australian. She is also our first return guest. Bella, welcome back to the show.
3: Wow! I didn't realize that, Josh. What did I? What did I do the first time that was that was that warranted a, 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 an invite, a return? It's, um, I'm I'm surprised and delighted.
2: I wanted to spring that on you. Yeah, you, you are just the sort of uh, dangerous individual
1: that we like to talk to. <laughs> so terrifying.
3: so <laughs> terrifying.
1: Well, Bella, it's it's great to have you back. Um, since since we've had you, Australia has elected a new prime minister. Uh, were you surprised by the result?
3: No, no, I wasn't surprised, but but I, I was I was a bit, a bit annoyed. Um, I had a tip from a you know a friend from a friend who really knew how it was going to go, and I put all my money on the wrong on the wrong people, and yes. uh, lost four hundred dollars. In, in a Whoa. sort of um, uh, I, I I never bet, and I and I won't be betting again. I was sort of more optimistic than than I should have been. Um, I thought I thought we might do it. I thought it might not be such a
0: a um,
2: wrap.
3: Yes, but you know only thirty three percent of Australians voted for. Elbow. So it wasn't like it was a landslide victory for him, was it?
2: Well, that's what, that's the question. So do, it, do, do we have to say that it was it was really the Australian people not voting for Scott Morrison as opposed to voting for Albanese?
3: That's exactly how I would put it, and I'm not surprised that the Australians didn't vote for Scott Morrison because uh, personally I think he was probably the worst prime minister we've we've ever had. Um, and I think I'm echoing what my colleague Gideon Rosner bravely said on on Q and A a couple of months ago, uh, which was. You know, he, he stands. He stood for nothing. Um, he defended. He defended no one. Um, and he changed uh, d- depending on whichever way the wind was blowing. And of course, the, if, why would you vote for that?
2: This seems to be a a common theme on conservative side of politics. So Is something you were just in the UK? Is there there's something similar going on with Boris Johnson? This sort of uh, this desire to either be liked or to be part of the system or to be in power rather than to to stand for something you know, left or right?
3: Yes. Um, name me one politician um, in power at the moment who's principled.
1: Mm. I, I,
3: I can't. Our principles have gone by the wayside, I think. Oh,
1: the, the Hungarian Prime Minister, oh, what's his name again? Yes. Orban. Um, Orban. Orban, yes.
3: Um, I'm sorry, I'm talking about uh, our, our Western, our yes, Western sure. the sphere.
1: Yeah.
3: But um, I, I think the the principles have gone out the window and it's you know it's it, marx was had a had a point it's all about power um mm. it, it really is it's um these people stand for nothing and people want to vote for someone who stands for something even if it's something that you and i don't agree with at least we know what what they stand for you know during during the lockdown i was always um sort of torn between who who do i dislike most scott morrison or dan andrews I mean, in the end, I had more respect for Dan Andrews because you know that he's a Marxist socialist and you know what he's going to do. And he he's 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 faithful to his his um, political ideology. Whereas Morrison, we expected so much more and we mm. expected him to be a conservative. And we expected him to stand for, for for our values. And he didn't. And it was worse. Mm.
1: Well, I, I felt that the election campaign was like was quite bland. And given that we have so many um, sort of hot-button cultural issues at the moment that that uh, both sides of, of politics could have picked a few of those things and run with them, and really made a stand, whether it's you know trans athletes or um, I- you know I- issues around uh, indigenous representation in parliament and and the voice to parliament, that sort of thing. Like that, they really could have gained some ground with those sorts of issues. But the, the politicians just seem so timid around those sorts of issues. Did you did you feel that?
3: Oh, look, they're they're all terrified of going near the um, the transgender stuff. Uh, I think you know I don't know if you saw Brendan Murphy's. Response to the question that Senator Alex Antic asked him three months, two and a half months ago, which was, "What is a woman?" Um, and at the time, he said it was too, too contested a space to answer and wouldn't wouldn't answer. Um, and um, asked for for some time to go away and come back with an answer, which he did last week. And they what came back. It? With, uh, it was a seventy-eight word. I can't remember it because it's too long. It's oh, a seventy-eight it a word. Yeah, it's a <laughs> dissertation. I think I said, quoting myself, which sounds terrible, but it was like a dissertation from a gender studies th- thesis proposal. Um, 78, 78, 78 words. Where you know you and I. Well, you're
2: a woman. Did you read it and say, "Ah, oh, yes, he's said. it." Ah, yes, head. that's right. <laughs> Nailed it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Am I a woman, though? Does a woman really exist? I mean, yeah. these are all the existential well, questions. Well, I, I need some time. But you're right. That there are so many things that they could have, they could have uh, appealed to to mainstream Australians on um, critical race theory. Um, you know, th- this the gender stuff, prices of electricity, prices of fuel, price rising mm. costs, housing. Nothing. And 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 they said nothing about two years of lockdown of the of having our liberties taken yes. away. Nobody said yes. a word as if it never happened. Where what well,
2: happened that, to COVID? Where, yeah. where where's it gone?
3: Well, it's it's very much around. The irony is, of course, it's very much around now. There's there's thousands of cases, but nobody's talking about it.
1: Yes, I I feel like the whole COVID. Uh, period is 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 like a, a festering wound you know it's like it's been covered over but it, it hasn't been dealt with no. and you know I, I would have just loved at a federal level for for Scott Morrison to to actually come out and maybe talk about national cabinet and 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 how that was such a big disaster and mm. how he would maybe you know try and influence things down the line if if a pandemic happens again you know but but again there's no no talk about COVID on, on any level at the moment
3: it's 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 extraordinary. um it's so much like a um a, a sort of odd we're living in an odd novel where the whole chapters have just been just just deleted from our lives. We all know it happened. We all live through it, but none of the um political class are talking about it. it's 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 remarkable. um and it drives you a little bit crazy when you know that something's happened and no one's mentioning it, doesn't it it's it's um
2: well, it's weird. It's repression. It's it's it, yeah. it, it, it would be uh, if if people had a robust response for you, if they were like, well, you know, we got some things wrong, but but you know, it's a work. If they if they acknowledged yeah. it and and, and and went into it headfirst, but they don't. Everyone literally isn't talking about it. i I've, I've spoken about it with with some friends who lived in Melbourne, and 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 they have accused me of me just saying to them, questioning some of the mask data and the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they have accused me of being part of the alt right. Now I I think that's—it
1: just seems a little heavy, you know. I don't—I don't don't think anyone knows what that is. Well, I don't know what. what What's the
3: the outright? What is it? I think it just
2: means the the the, the worst you can
3: be. (laughs) I think I think it just means people who ask questions, people I, who question the narrative.
2: I suppose so, but but I look, we, we, we spoke to Adam Creighton about the, this COVID stuff because I, I, you know, I actually think that as you mentioned, the energy and all of those other things are probably what they could have talked about uh, more. These 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 mm. r- retail types of things, mm. but. I'm obviously obsessed with the the, 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 the liberties and that we've given away. And when we were speaking yeah. to Adam Creighton, he reckons that, and he put this, this idea forward, he said that we won't get uh, a reckoning on this until that entire political class has moved on, until yeah. they're they all not, it's it's inconsequential for them, then we maybe might
1: start looking into it.
3: Yeah, I think he has yeah. a point, but how long is that going to be?
1: A generation, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and also, I think it's going to take uh, the next generation of of researchers and social scientists to 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 look back and have a look at at, at what happened uh, over those couple of years. You know, well,
3: yes and no. I mean, I I, I know that um, Naomi um, Wolf has already done a huge um, uh, look back at what 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 went on with Pfizer. Um, and that she's already done. It. It's already everybody already knows that, the, you know, the data is already there. The data was there while it was happening. Mm. Um, I don't think it's going to take I don't think we need five years of a deep dive into what went wrong with the the cover ups and everything else. Mm. I think it's all very I think it's it's already everybody. People already know it.
1: Yes. But but do you think it's it's hard because the the media class and the political class, they they won't listen to or they won't read that data or they won't uh you know, they won't transmit that out to the population because they were sort of complicit in in everything that happened in the two years. So you, you you know, you might have people writing these papers or doing this research, but how do they get that out to to a wider audience?
3: Well, I think you have to hope that that um, that as the political class l- lose interest in it, um, and the, the the momentum picks up at, at our end, trying to uncover the truth. Then the truth always will always emerge at some point. Um, they they can't cover it up forever. Mm. Uh, and, and you know we, we're having discussions that we're having that we couldn't have had a year ago. Now there, there are headlines in the paper that talk about adverse reactions and talk about uh, you know questioning the, the effic- efficacy of the masks that we wouldn't have had a year ago. So it's edging, it's it's creeping in the right direction. But whether the majority of people will ever twig what happened to them, I I don't know.
2: Yes, I do sense that that it's it's shifting into the Overton window of of acceptable thought whereas i do distinctly remember even uh, questioning absolutely anything mm. in any way was that usually friendship ending like i remember yeah. know, like yeah. you would say that and the person would say right you know, yes that's it
3: i know it's it's incredible Incredible. Yeah, but I, I'm sure you gain new friends through that period as well of people who who were were well, thinking we, along similar well, lines. Are, yeah. Here we are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> friends as well. <laughs> well
2: hey, too presumptuous uh, on my part, maybe. Let's uh, we'll see. So, uh, but back on the election. So, what other policies, policy areas are you are you sort of flagging, or are you looking at now that we've had a change of government?
3: Well, I'm going to be concentrating all my efforts on education and, in particular, the national curriculum, which um, is a disaster. It's a disaster of a document, and it has been from the very beginning. Last year, they they came up with a new version, version 8.4, um, which I which I which I pored over with um, some colleagues and discovered, much to my horror, that um, they'd taken out. Um, mentions of, they'd taken out any reference to the idea that Australia owes its existence to Western civilization. Um, they, it was all climate change. It was all sort of um, sustainability, Indigenous issues. Um, very very low representation of of any actual history, um, or, or sort of anything that any child needs to know, um, as expected. So we sort of taught we we, we really tore this thing apart. I had. Long conversations with the then um, education minister Minister Tudge, who was very much um, on side and realized that it was extremely deficient and we focused on the history curriculum um, Sorry, Bella, just,
2: just, just some boring questions first yeah. before we get into the detail yeah how, how long is a document like this
3: Oh it's thousands of pages
2: so it's thousands of pages yeah uh, and it's okay all right and it's broken up into sections and it's is it written in bureaucraties?
3: Like- uh, so it's it's um so there's K to six, which is primary to sorry F to six, which is primary to grade six, and it breaks it down in into their learning areas. Okay. So it's a sort of you can you can download each learning area as a PDF, but it has all the all the kind of education. I don't know what you'd call it. Edu- edu- education bureaucratic speak as sure. a preamble. By the time you get to the the parents aren't parents aren't going to read this. They have to get through all that. You know what the point of the subject is, and what they're hoping the children will get out of it, and then you finally get to the 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 the, the meat of it. And if you make it that far, <laughs> then you have to read through through um, sort of pages and pages of stuff. Okay. Then you have the the same thing for the senior school, which is K to 10 so four years of national curriculum for, from year seventy year ten, and that's the same deal. Um, so I think it's I think it was. Um, two and a half thousand pages or something when we printed it. it's put together
2: books. by presumably panels of, of educators. It's put together
3: people. by panels of educators who are very difficult to, to, um, to name and it's very difficult to find out who is actually involved in the national curriculum. That's like the
2: Hollywood that. Foreign Press. Like yes. you don't like shabby, you're like who
3: are Who are, they? Who are these people
1: Wha- who are they? Wh- why is it hard to find out who 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 is part of this it's
3: just not readily it's not really readily available information it's not there's no you know this was written by such and such a teacher from thing it's not it's not it's just this it's this this document that has no authorship no no ownership comes out of acara don't know who's behind it I did find out um that the 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 Ad- Aboriginal advisory committee members. Um, and that was a big a big thing in the press. I, I found out their names um, because they'd been thanked and it was public information. I didn't have to do any weird stalking. Um, I did a little bit of Googling that they came up. Um, and then it turns out they were they were people who believe that maths is racist. Um, well, because it's very easy to find people's tweets. It's very easy to find what they hmm. say in public. It's all public information. And they were a very um, unbalanced group of people who had written the who had decided that every single subject needs to have the um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander histories written into them. They haven't decided this is one of the priorities that was written into the curriculum when it first began. They said, there's three priorities that the children have to, to, we're prioritizing three subjects over everything else across all subjects. And it was sustainability, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander histories, and Australia and Australia's engagement with Asia. Why so, is
2: sustainability number one? This this word. If you quizzed me on this word, I would fail. I would just be like, because you go, people would say, "What is it?" I'd be like, "Oh, sort of, just you, you, know." Get. I don't even know what to say. And this is number one.
3: Well, this, they're, 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 those three are the priorities. So you could say I just named them one, two, and three. Um, but if you look at the curriculum, I'd say sustainability and the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander priorities compete with each other for for um, dominance. Um, and the the third one, the Australia's engagement in Asia hardly features. Um, so they're not really prioritizing that. That's kind mm-hmm. of um, so I'm going about this in a long winded way. But so so we've been saying at the IPA that you need to drop those all, altogether because they're insane. They, they slip these things into primary school maths. So mm-hmm. you're trying to teach a, a, a four year old about numbers. Um, and and instead of teaching them just straight maths, they have to put in some kind of reference to indigenous um, and Torres Strait Islander knowledges and history. It just doesn't work. But is um, it
2: offensive to to in, indigenous people in that it clearly it's clearly lip service at, at at that point of sale? Like like if and if it's that constant, it's 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 probably lacking in meaning, and it seems to be beside the point, split focus, all of that stuff.
3: Yeah, it's just it's shoehorning these things into subjects that bear no relation to 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 the what they're trying to do, and I think it is it is just paying lip service, as you say. I, I mean, it, it's sort of right. We've put that in. We've covered that. Tick virtue signaling. Let's let's move on to the next the next subject. But unfortunately, it creates absolute chaos for the teachers um, who don't have time to to actually focus on on the the nitty gritty of what they're trying to teach because they're too busy worrying about sustainability and these other things. Um, it also it's very confusing for 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 children because um, I don't have any children, but I've I've been I'm working with a teacher who's who tells me about how difficult it is in the class. Children really need a very clear understanding of what the subject is and what they're learning and what the point is. If you're teaching them maths and you're suddenly talking about the environment, it's 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 just completely distracting and confusing, and 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 they won't be very efficient learners. Mm. Um, so so the curriculum is bad in that respect. I mean i could talk about the curriculum forever because it's a thousands of pages and it's so bad but what happened is that the they they we said everyone made a fuss about this last version so they went back to the drawing board and months later they came up with a new version which is version 9 which is has been approved by every single education minister in this country um, and will be implemented in schools next year um, at the beginning of the the first academic year in 2023 so that's set. there's nothing we can do about it So I've spent um, I'm going to be spending um, my energy and time pretty much exposing how bad this current iteration is. And the worst, the worst thing is that the current um, um, education minister, Jason Clare, has said he wants nothing to do with any discussion about the national curriculum. It's set. We're not talking about it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Now, I can I, I don't want to give away too much, but I can tell you. The primary school curriculum is worse almost worse than the secondary school curriculum what they've done is they've just because we were focusing on the secondary school curriculum and history and you know all the the civics and citizenship they've they've sort of made it look okay but when you go to the primary school curriculum you realize that's where all the damage is being done so for example in prep they're being asked and taught how to rap in about sustainability in the environment before they know how to their alphabet that's the first right. thing that's the first mm. thing that they're, well they're- Be-
1: bella i've i've got real i've got a real world experience with this like i have a four-year-old and 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 he he goes to four-year-old kinder and, and daycare yeah. and he, he talks endlessly about wurundjeri people and about how he said to me the other day we we're riding bikes and he said to, he, you know he's only four he calls me daddy he goes oh daddy yeah. you know you must never cut trees down never and i said what well, what if you want to what if you want to build a canoe. And he said, yeah. "Well, you can only use branches that have fallen on the ground." You know, stuff like that. And again, he, he, you know, he's he, he's fairly clever. He can count. He's starting to learn his his letters and stuff. But I'd I'd rather that be the focus than, yes. you know, just endlessly talking about uh, the environment, which yeah. um, a, 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 you know, which just he's meant to be talking about Dragon Ball, exactly. Yeah, not the and environment.
3: Stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, so this is not surprising. So, I mean, it's coming from the national curriculum, so they, they're talking about sustainability, they're rapping about this kind of thing. For they don't know their ABCs, they barely, you know, um, then they're talking about they're taught about um, in grade four, they're taught about the invasion of the British before they're taught about the is that
2: the word they use. Yeah. Does that appear in invasion. the curriculum? Invasion. Well,
3: the invasion was used a lot in the last one and they took the word out because we complained about it. But the sense is still the same. They'll still be teaching that that we are invaders, um, that we shouldn't be here, that um, there's a sense throughout the curriculum that um, Aboriginal culture is superior. The Aboriginal way of knowing is better. Aboriginal diets are better. Um, Aboriginals, their, their connection with the land is better. Um, we shouldn't be here. We're on stolen land. Um, and you should feel bad about yourself as as a non Indigenous Australian.
1: Hmm. Bella, what what do you think that that sort of long term education of 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 drilling into kids that they're environmental vandals and that that they they shouldn't really be here and that the land belongs to someone else. What do you think that has? How will that affect them as adults? Do you think? I mean, what's it going to do to them?
3: Um, well, we've seen that um, we've seen what it does to their voting their voting patterns, they'll vote for the Greens. Um, we we'll get on them uh, later. Yeah, we'll get on them later. <laughs> we'll get on to Adam Vant later. Yeah. Um, they'll vote for the Greens. They will have a very narrow and um, uh, warped view of the world. And I'm sure there's, I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist, but there'll be there'll be a lot of um, unhappy and maladjusted people who who are constantly walking around with this feeling of guilt that they've done something wrong. Um, and this is not just Australia. This is the broader attack on West, on the West, and on Western civilization. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've come across Douglas Murray's latest book. Yes. Um, and this yes. is this is this is what he covers at at great length in that book. So I don't I don't need to go in. I'm not Douglas Murray, but reading that um, is is very much right. Yes, I can see this happening in Australia. This is absolutely a war on the West. This is making you feel bad for being white. This is making you feel feel bad for your Westerner. Um, and how does that? And and I don't know what kind of people we're going to produce, but they're not going to be well-adjusted and they're not going to be happy and they're certainly not going to be proud proud of their country.
2: Mm. Well, sometimes I have a, a, a bit of a, a a different take and I, I go, well, look, even if you want to walk around and be some kind of dissident of the West, which is your right uh, in the West, you're actually allowed to do that in the West, unlike yes, other countries. Yes, it gives
3: countries. you permission to, to so actually, it gives you, you, you can, freedom.
2: You can be Noam Chomsky here. You can do you yeah. can do whatever you want here. Okay, there are pl- if you did that in China, you would be disappeared, and it is mm-hmm. simple as that. So, but but I, fine, be a dissident. Uh, you know, say whatever. Be, but can you at least be a robust, practical-minded problem solver, and not someone? And this got this from your article. This this wishy-washy term being someone who's, who's you know, developing an eco-identity. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we need scientists. We don't need people with eco-identities. I don't know what that means. It's all soft and wishy-washy. Mm. And I just feel like can't you be a, 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 a dissident or a hard-left ideologue or an extremist and be a good problem solver and and, and be a good scientist and be a, a robust person? Does this, you know, do they not see the 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 value in that?
3: Well, you can't. You can't be both. You can't be a, um, um, a, a kind of extremist ideologue and a problem solver because one one is based on fact and the other one is based on, on based on feelings. And, and being an echo warrior um, is just it's just all about it's just about identity. Sorry, eco identity. Love... That's right. If an
2: warrior, I can sort of understand. Very I'm very, Like, oh, well, activists
3: Well, <laughs> you know, um, not only are they being turned into activists in this curriculum, but they won't. They don't know anything either. So. In order to be a scientist, in order to 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 come up hopefully with a cure for cancer or something like that, you have to know things. But again, it's the it's the idea that Western knowledge is problematic. This is what this is what Douglas Murray goes into. Anything Western is problematic. So Western maths, Western ways of knowing, have to be destroyed and replaced with other ways of knowing. But they will never actually explain what those other ways of knowing are. it's, it's a very sort of um, vague but the, people who,
2: but the people who make these recommendations in this setting as well, even to the national curriculum, seem to... Very, very much understand, uh, you know, Western ways of knowing and, and maths. When the invoices come in and when salaries have to be paid, do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's suddenly, it's suddenly very convenient. They're like, oh yes, I, I, I just had a thought. Uh, I remember it all. Uh, here's here is my invoice <laughs> for the last week. Thank you very much.
3: Well, they want to pull down all the institutions, but I think they don't want to pull down ACARA because they need they need Akara to to pay their mm. salaries. But that's that's the same with, and we'll get on to them. Adam Bant and Lydia Thorpe. I mean. Absolutely exemplary of this of <laughs> occupying extremely yes. privileged positions mm. um, that are Western through and through. It's the Westminster system.
1: Mm. It's
3: inherited from Great Britain.
1: Well, I'm I'm curious to know uh, the people that are that are contributing to this curriculum. I mean, what what are their qualifications? I mean, shouldn't we be employing the the, the best minds uh, around education to come together? To to make this thing, because because it sounds like these people don't have the right qualifications.
3: I think they would have um, all the right qualifications on paper, but again, I'm speculating. They're, they 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 are. Um, I mean, they have they have an agenda, um, and that agenda is very apparent when you read the document. And the agenda is uh, that children should be activists. Children should feel guilty for being non-indigenous. Western ways are bad. Other ways are good um uh, it's it's very progressive left wing um and they would be proud of that as well they'd be proud of their handiwork so they'd be very qualified they'll all have teaching degrees they'll they'll be academics they'll be people from universities that so you can't get them on their qualifications and that no we we've we've seen how bad experts have have, be- <laughs> have become recently <laughs> i mean experts have uh, recommended that we were locked up for 2 years so. don't
2: talk about the dr norman swan that way i won't oh, have i am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 40 years of government paychecks be wrong, I say. Uh,
3: what about um uh, um Kerry Chant, who's 30 years in the public service? How could she have been wrong?
2: Well, mm. look, I yep, I trust her. So
3: Um Yeah, so back to the back to the crew. The the National Curriculum Crew have are very well qualified. Uh, but we but the teaching fraternity has been has been progressively left for a long time, probably since mm, the 70s, yeah. I mean 60s or 70s. So it's no surprising we have this. But the the problem is that they shouldn't be allowed. There shouldn't be a national curriculum. And my policy, my 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 suggestion to any government is that we need to up now we need to scrap this national curriculum altogether. Because as long as it's around and as long as it's been being written and captured by left wing progressives, it's 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 a disaster. Equally, it could be captured by the outright. You know, you could argue that having a document, you John, that, yeah, exactly, <laughs> having a document that. That is, that is, that is a set, um, a set of things that children should know, or, or, or the way children should think, is to, could be captured by by anyone. And in this case, we're living in a world where it's been captured by a particular group, by 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 the left, by the cr- progressives who have completely um, a warped view of what education is about, which is sort of this Rousseauian idea as well, that you know children sort of should know nothing. So I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a disaster. So that's what I'm going to be focusing on and that's what's going to be keeping me awake at night um, mm. well, and um, and trying to work out how and just pushing pushing, pushing for a, a complete, um, you know, starting again.
1: Well, well the, the IPA commissioned research that said 56% of respondents thought that uh, parents should have the greatest say over what is taught to Australian school children and just 10% thought it should be bureaucrats and 5% thought it should be politicians. Uh, yeah. How do we make sense of, of those numbers and that that disparity there?
3: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to and then I forgot. So thank you for bringing it up. Um, so what we've been looking at, what I've been looking at is what they're doing in America. And I'm sure you've been following this the school boards and the influence that teachers and actually are now, uh, sorry, parents are now having in their schools because they've got the school board system. Mm. They're being armed by groups um, with what their children are being taught, and they're going to the school boards and they're actually having an effect. I am um, I want to do the same thing here. I'm starting a new group called, I'm starting a new program called Class Action, which is based on that, which is giving the power back to parents um, and getting um, a, a network together of um, teachers who are out of a job <laughs> because of various reasons, and there's quite a few of them at the moment, um, and um, getting a network together of people who, uh, Understand what's going on in schools, and and getting parents, giving parents the tools to go to their principals and to go to their to the teachers and go. I do not want my child being taught gender fluidity. I want them being taught their alphabet before they can rap about climate change. Um, And I've been putting together alternative curriculum, which we have on our. um, I'm launching the website next week, where where parents and teachers can download the download the curriculum. I'm hoping that in a year's time, I will have. Teachers who want to help me write primary school curriculum and we're just going to start. I'm starting a parallel, if you like, a parallel institution. That's
1: fantastic. Mm. I yeah. wow. How can I sign up?
3: Well, I'll send you the link when it's done. Right. It's it's going to be in the next few days. It's called um, it's 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 based on the American model because I think the Americans have the right idea. They have they have get up and go. They don't just let things happen, especially the, 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 the more conservative parents. And there's a lot of them. But it's not a political thing. Just as parents, you know, you just said to me, you don't want your child, you don't want your four-year-old talking about how we shouldn't be cutting down trees. You want your four-year-old to be educated, to to be able to read, to be able to literate, to be numerate, to have a chance in life, to get a good job, so that he makes a success of his life, and 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 doesn't end up, you know, on the wrong side of of the law because because he can't read or write and goes down the wrong. I mean, this is what most parents want. This is this is completely for me. It's not a political argument. It's about Giving parents the the tools to be able to go to their teachers, go to the principals and say, stop what you're doing and teach my child something decent. I can I, I, I understand what you're doing. I don't want my child being taught critical race theory.
2: Yes well we've had a couple of guests uh, educators from one from the UK Katherine Burblesing coming up and we've oh, got, she's fantastic. Uh, another another wonderful gentleman from the, the US guy called Robert Pondicio uh, who who's written about this in his book uh, how the other half learns uh, he went into a charter school over there so we've been talking about other ways of educating charter schools and free mm. schools and all all this sort of all this sort of jazz and and what seems to go across all of them is that they all want regardless of their politics they want the best for the child. And not yes. for the unions, or yes. you know, I don't know politics.
3: Yeah, and and you can see that that has been lost in. It's very clear that the people who write the national curriculum do not want the best for Australian children. They want the children to think in a certain way, to behave in a certain way, and to know certain things. And and I think that's, I think that's uh, absolutely. Um, what's the word? It's just such a, um, it's such a shame. They're, they're ruining, I, I see it in, they're ruining people's lives because mm-hmm. they're not giving them a chance to, to grow up with, um, with all the, the tools and the knowledge that they need to become fully, fully um, engaged and successful citizens in the country because they just, they won't be educated. This is a travesty. This is why I'm fighting so hard.
1: And Greens leader Adam Bant refused to be seen with the Australian flag He ignited a war. Well, I think we've got a lot of work to do in this country. It's time to understand that the history of this country and the symbols that represent the history of this country are very hurtful to the First Nations people.
2: Adam Bant is a politician, a member of the House of Representatives. Uh, He is the member for Melbourne and the leader of the Australian Greens Party. And just like all men of the people, he holds a PhD and uh, makes upward of 300k a year. Salt of the earth, I say. Uh, uh, Bella, what has Adam Bandt been up to recently?
3: Well, it's actually not recent. So, you know, the, well, recently he was he was caught um, asking one of his staffers to move the Australian flag away from him while he was at a press conference. So it was it was put in a corner like a like a bad flag um, and told to behave. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he had the Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander. I can't remember what the other one was behind him, but it was Did- it was.
1: It wasn't an LGBT... He would have had that
2: if you know, he could have, have, but been, he, did, he, he, he didn't. He'd like that, that I'm sure, shame. but it wasn't. No, it, it was wasn't. something
3: else. Um, so so that that someone took a photo and then it went mad on Twitter and then, of course, it hit the mainstream media and then I had to make comments about it, which is the way the, 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 you know, the whole thing works. And then um, I wrote a small piece about it, which was that... I don't know why everyone's surprised that he's doing this. First of all, he's been doing this for two years. He's never had the Australian flag behind him. It's been. Mm. It's a, I don't know why everyone's just only just noticed now, but perhaps because he,
1: he must you know, have made a big show of it. Somehow.
3: He must we, have made we, a big we, show. He
1: we thought be, about this. He
2: must have like bef- beforehand, like got like really like like knocked over chairs and like yeah. tried to get attention <laughs> because because it took an ABC yes. journalist, I think, yeah. to ask the question. So yeah. if an ABC journalist is asking a forbidden question. Then you've really made a show, and he go. He's got to try and act cool and go. Well, you know, since well, you asked, you know, since you asked, it's uh, actually you know.
3: quite. It's actually hurtful. It's hurting a lot of me. But yet, yeah, they must have made a show of it. But, um, but I don't know if you saw that funny meme. Did you see the meme of the the photograph of the flag in the corner and the other two flags and nobody there? And someone said that the flag does that flag deserves Australian for the year for not standing behind Adam Band? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that made me laugh. I thought that was very good. Um yeah, so that's what he did but obviously it's not the first thing he's said or done which is is um which could be considered unpatriotic uh
2: but he had the the attention of the entire country for a few minutes like like because he you you'd made he'd made the fuss and yes. it seemed like uh i mean i didn't hear policy ideas proposals recommendations all i heard was again wishy-washy statements about Oh, this, this symbol—it's hurtful to, to Indigenous Australians. It was—it was all very, I, I, again, it was like we need to enter into truth-telling. Did that come up, or yeah, we I need think to tell truth the truth, telling. something yeah. like that? I and it just seemed—it—it yeah. it was just, um, yeah, sort of creepy, uh, wishy-washy language, and not. What truth,
3: what truth does he want telling? What? What can he specify? I mean, I, I'd like to sit him down and really ask him what he means by all these things. And they don't have any answers. It's all mm. just, it's just words. Um, and and uh, the point is, I'm not surprised that he's saying this because he's a product of exactly this. what we've just been talking about, the education system. He's gone mm. through this. This is the stuff that he's being taught. This is the stuff that are. So actually, back to your previous question, what kind of people are we going to be producing?
1: <laughs> Adam Band.
3: <laughs> Adam Band. A million but Adam Bands.
1: The, the thing that confuses me, though, is that they, they never really try and talk about a solution like like if they want to change the flag well then how, how about we have a discussion about what what that might be but uh, i don't know they, they they seem to do it in this underhanded sort of a way like just 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 virtue signaling rather than actually you know, stating what they want. I mean, what do they want? Do they want the Aboriginal flag to be the national flag? You know, do they want do they want us to have three flags? Do they want us to have two flags? Like, you know, should we smash them all together? Like, I mean, th- this is at least a conversation that, that, that a debate that we could be having. But instead they, they've sort of taken this position that that the Australian flag is wrong and they're right. And that's just that, you know, end of conversation. Well,
3: I don't think they think through. They don't sit down and think of well, what what should we do? So this is not a conversations they're having around the table. They're not saying, all right, let's let's talk about let's 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 move the the, the Australian flag out of the way and let's let's discuss what we'll do instead. They're not they're not having those conversations about alternatives. And
1: or, or 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 even even big ideas like like what what's the point of a flag? Why do we need a flag? Like what, what what's the function of a flag? You know, I mean.
3: No, they don't. They're not. I don't. They're not. They're not philosophers. <laughs> they're not. They're not asking questions. They're just. They're just um, reciting the, the 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 same virtue signaling tropes that about truth telling and reconciliation and flags apparently causing pain painted people. But where do they where do they get this from? They don't. I don't. I mean, do these people ever go into the indigenous communities and ask, ask indigenous Australians what they think about the flag? This is mm. not something that they're talking about in the poorest, most deprived areas of Australia. They're not worried about the flag. This is a total inner city preoccupation of um, of, of the same people who write the national curriculum. They're all the same people. Mm. Um, and and I, I, I really object to the the attack. But as you say, no discussion about why it's happening, the, the broader context, what we're going to put in, the, in its place, um, the idea of should we ask the people what they think? Um, um, does this have any relationship with bearing on the truth, on our history, on what people feel? Nothing, nothing like that. There is no intellectual discussion. There is no there is no f- understanding of um our history, there's no understanding of philosophy, there's no interest in what the people really want. Um, but these people are in power.
2: But I'm I'm not certain how it worked, but I I am I I feel like it's such a big uh it is a big thing that he's trying that he's proposing and he almost certainly will have to win over a majority of the country to to get it changed in the in any way, shape or form. So if it's if it's anything more than just a uh you know Kicking over a hornet's nest. Then, if he genuinely does want to change it, like you know, I'm here here for that. But he's going to have to win over 50 percent of the people. Well, he's, he's going, going to tell horrendous. us
3: he he's going to have to give us a, a, a really viable alternative. It's like the idea of um, uh, the, the the monarchy and the republic. Um, I, I I I I would worry about a monarch a uh, republic because it would give someone like Albo untrammeled power for a start. Um, but again, you know, they they talk about destroying the institutions, but they never give you a, a, a decent rundown of what they're thinking that could replace it, hmm. because they don't think it through. It's too. It's, it's. They. I don't think they've got the capacity to actually come up with 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 anything better.
2: I feel like it would be more. Uh, this is another question that he wouldn't ask, but don't you think it would be a little bit more provocative for him to 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 tell the people in his party who who would do the the thing that he did, and and he should just say you know what this flag is is problematic would be the word he would use he goes but we need to spend every day in material ways and practical ways working to make this flag for the moment m- mean something to you to to the people who it has wronged do you know what i mean he could he could say something you know that will get people G'd up a bit and but instead it just seemed so it just he just came down like a teenager with a new earring and sat at the <laughs> breakfast table and <in> was <laughs> What <laughs> You know, like, and you go, okay, so we, nice earring. Um, yeah. What do you think of that? Um,
3: he's not doing his cause a great service, is he? Um, he's, he's not endearing people to, to the Greens.
0: Well, you're comparing a middle-aged white privileged guy to a grassroots black senator um, who comes from the frontline activist space Um, I think you could answer that question yourself. You're going to believe a middle-aged white colonised privileged guy who thinks he knows best, and that's part of the problem in this country, right, or you're going to believe a black senator who left school at 14, survived family violence, survived public housing, three kids, five grandkids, who've lived the life. I'll leave it up to your viewers to decide who they think should be uh, more... Um, who has the authority to speak on that?
2: Well, speaking of people who who didn't help the situation, he got support from one of his compatriots in Lydia Thorpe. Uh, uh, she weighed in on the matter uh, on the project. Now, I've got some things to hear that you can respond to here one by one. This is the hits, okay? So these are the comments that she made to Walid Ali on, on, on the project. So she started out big by saying, the flag does not represent me or my people. It represents the colonisation of these lands and it has no permission to be here. There has been no consent. So that was the first one. The second comment we have here, I, I am here for my people and I will sacrifice swearing allegiance to the coloniser to get into the media like I am right now, to get into the parliament like I am every day. So what I like about this... Is that the queen gets a drive-by whack? Well, <laughs> which is nice.
3: It is nice. It is nice. Ninety. How old is she now? Ninety.
2: Like, so. But this idea, and and Wally questions her on this. He says, uh, he points out that her act of joining Parliament isn't is technically uh, could be seen as ceding to the system. Mm-hmm. And uh, and um, you're you're saying I submit to this, I become part of the system. She replies, quote. Yeah, in the colonial project, yes. So I signed up to become Ooh. a senator in the colonial project, and I just want the, the listeners to know she is she is also receiving a remuneration of two hundred uh, and eleven thousand and two hundred fifty dollars for her sacrifice mm. uh, to the colonial project. What do you think? is the colonial project. Uh, this is the mm. first time I'd heard this 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 uh, idea outside of I don't know, like a undergrad essay. Yes, uh,
3: it was. I mean, she's saying out loud what she's what we knew she was up to. Well, mm. I've suspected um how do i how do i talk about lydia thought without getting into trouble um, well,
1: uh, well i think maybe i can help you out here i think she's a complete intellectual lightweight that's what i think
3: yes that's a very polite way of putting it i i i don't think she's
2: she's out of adept clearly i mean she's you know, and, and there's david brent level stuff in here she says at one point like because she's questioned in a very in a very simple way about the logic of what she's saying and um and there's just this moment where she says Yeah, I I swore allegiance to the colonizing queen. But, you know, uh, uh, and then this is the David Brent bit. She says but i had to do it as part of getting into sin and getting the job right yeah
3: yeah cuz to get the job i had to i had to get to to get in it's sort of the ends justifies the means yes. it, isn't
2: mm. it well brent does this in the office with when he's getting the guy the forklift uh, it's the license uh, i don't know if you our listeners remember that it's a great scene he's, he's, he's ushering this guy into the job exactly like this yeah yeah and he doesn't see <laughs> the the problem so uh but but as you say this is what you say is mentioned in the spectator article about this as well uh that lydia is being honest here and 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 uh whereas Bandt seems to be adam bant seems to be crafty enough to not say much whereas mm. lydia says all the quiet parts out yeah, loud yeah she's saying
3: all the quiet parts out loud mm.
2: and none but, of it makes sense
3: but it, it it does sort of make sense because she's 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 angry um she has she i think she can see that occupying this particular role in society is is giving her a lot of, of privilege she, she she is she's enjoying the privilege she, she goes to the chairman's lounge Remember where she wore she wore that t-shirt that said stolen wealth and she took a mm. picture and she was in the chairman's land, the Qantas Chairman's Lounge?
2: By the power, I say. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: um, but she's one of these people that has 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 understood that um in order to get anywhere um, in this world, you can play the victim and you can actually um, play it, play the victim to a point where you have inordinate amount of power and um and that's what that's what she's doing. I don't know if she's convinced herself that she I don't know if the anger is real or if it's confected. I don't know if she's really genuinely believes that we are on stolen land and she's 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 fighting for the cause, or if she's doing it because she gets she gets to be in the Senate and she gets to she gets to enjoy the the privileges that go with with that position. I don't know. I haven't met her. I do believe she's I do believe she's intellectually out of her depth, and I'm very much looking forward to um, uh, her um, encounters with Jacinta Price. Oh yes, yes, who is yeah. uh, completely the opposite? <laughs> um, who's in no intellectual lightweight? Who's um, an amazing um, individual, and I and I think that'll Lydia Thorpe won't have a chance um, if she's questioned by Jacinta Price. And I'm I'm absolutely I'm going to get the popcorn out for that because that's going to be amazing. But um, but she, but she's again. I keep going back to Douglas Murray. She's just she, this is what this is part of the 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 attack on the West by Westerners. Um, she 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 says she's indigenous. Um, you know, she's she's occupying a Western institution, she's 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 pledged allegiance to the to the Queen. Um and um and she will and you know the question is, should she be there? She has mm. she has the right, I mean Adam Band and, and Lydia Thorpe both have the right to criticize the flag as much as they want, but should they should they be in Parliament after having after having um Said said that they're well, Lily. At least that that she's there to destroy the place. She's there to burn it down. Should Mm. they be there
1: again? Again, there's never any conversation about what that other thing is. You know, once they destroy it, what replaces it? You know, I mean, they have no uh,
3: replacement. Is it it just going back to the Halcyon days of um, pre-industrialization, where with a few indigenous um, people living happily on the land and and you know i mean is that what they want uh, and yes. how do we achieve that and then there's the big reparations the rep- i don't know if you've seen the victorian governments handing out a hundred thousand dollars to yes um, i've seen this. Rep- the stolen so the reparations just as part of this and if they and I sus- i suspect that reparations is the beginning of we're going to have to pay everyone who is indigenous in australia some reparation money if they keep going down this path of we're yes. on stolen land then naturally we should be paying them money for having stolen their land, not well, just generations, but everyone who claims to be Indigenous.
2: Don't. But but this is the, look, these are big issues, and I just feel like uh, both of these these representatives missed an opportunity to to be very clear about their platform, because if you go on their website, there is, uh, under their policy, and under their policies, they do actually list, uh, ca- like, cash values, and, and they're quite specific about some things that they want, and I think they should just be a little bit more transparent. And I don't get that. That's the sense I don't get from them. That they're like, think what you like, uh, but you need to put it to the people. You know, mm. and you need to let the people vote on it, and you need you know because mm. we live in a democracy, and that's and look, if everybody in Australia votes for, uh, for reparations, great. Well, let's let's that's let's let's that's great. Yes. Let's pay it out, yeah. great, sure. Yeah. But but um, this is this is not the route that they want to go. They they're going down, and I feel like they they wasted their opportunities. And but the awkward thing is when you read their stuff. You know why they don't want to say it out loud? Because it sounds unhinged. Like hmm. they've got under their anti-racism uh, uh, section, which is a, a big platform of theirs. They they want to mandate anti-racism training for all federal members of parliament and commonwealth employees and now a sick part of me wants them all those people to have to sit in a, in a boring workshop so i, I don't know about <laughs> that but they want people they want to unpack white privilege and white fragility in the context of personal professional community space i don't know what that means i'm always worried when someone says the word unpack to me actually i'm always mm. like oh no and then they, all the words here challenge the notion uh, that Australian institutions and services such as the health or justice, or justice, not and it's health or justice, or justice, or justice. (laughs) I didn't even spot that. They're like health, (laughs) such as the health or justice. (laughs) And you're like, isn't it consequential? Which one? It's a big claim you're making. So, yeah, but are they colorblind, either or? You know <laughs> So
3: uh, dis-
2: discuss how racial discrimination and harassment manifest in parliaments urgent but, I mean, it goes on and on. I just think this is the stuff that they should say, loud and proud, put mm. it put, get it mm. out there, send it out to
1: everyone, and say, what do you think? and let's all vote on it. Mm.
3: Yeah, because they know they'll lose.
1: <laughs> and I did notice that 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 the nitty gritty of this sort of stuff is not on the front page of yeah, their no. website either. You no. sort of have to click through a few, yeah. Yeah. you know, different pop pop down menus to get to it as well. But the other thing I noticed is a lot of these things are so expensive. You know, it's a hundred million dollars here, fifty yeah. million dollars there, and it's well, you know, where does all this money come from? You
3: oh, know? it grows on a tree. Did, didn't you know that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why we have to save these trees.
3: Yeah. That's yeah, it's why so you can never cut down the tree. Never cut down, so down,
1: the, tree. Money cut
2: down the, tree, the money tree. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: like uh... that. We circled back, circled back to the beginning of this conversation.
2: <laughs> well. Look, I, I think I think we've said everything we can say about these two these two rather unhelpful uh, individuals. But um, it's yeah, I I, I just it, it it just struck me that we've got a new government. Some people are probably you know. Taking a breath and saying, "Oh well, we don't have to think about politics," and then for a while, and then suddenly, I mean, I don't know why they didn't do this. Oh, if they're so hot about it all, why didn't they do it six months ago, two years ago? Like, like, but it, but again, it's, it's just weird. And then Albo's got to come out. It seems very confected the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like they've had a meeting about it and they said, "Oh yeah, well, now we've got to, we just can't let, don't let Labor think we're gonna, you know, just go along with what they're, they're all about." So, so let's stick it to them, you know. Like it just seems very mm. petulant and unhelpful.
3: It is. It's not. It's not. They're not the main problems in, in 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 Australia at the moment. These things, these ideas of reparations and the flag, and they're, they're they're distractions from the real problems that everyone's facing, um, which is, you know, blackouts. Blackouts. Yes. blackouts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Market being able to feed your family.
1: Yeah.
3: Being able to pay yeah. pay uh, buy fuel to,
1: to, mm. to drive. Yes, pet- to petrol prices. Man, petrol prices. I
3: mean, these. You know. Um. These are far worse things, and 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 almost. Um not crisis point but it's going to get it's going to get a lot worse but meanwhile they're talking about the flag i mean really let's let's prioritize here what what is important to to Mm. to Australians and it's certainly not these it's certainly not these issues it's not racism in the workplace it's not it's not unconscious bias training it's really not um and um but the sad thing is of course they're just continuing what the coalition started It's just accelerated it's, it's this it's not like we've gone from a, um, a wonderfully conservative conservative fiscally conservative and culturally conservative government to one that's not they're just they've just taken on exactly that it's net zero and um mm. and um and the voice to parliament it's just identity politics and climate change same thing.
2: Well, uh, on that cheery note, Bella, I'd like to thank you for uh, t- <laughs> today. Oh, I
3: didn't talk about my holiday. I wanted to tell you about Naples.
2: Oh, how was Naples?
3: It was crazy. It was crazy. You think you've got problems here? At least we're not run by the Camorra, which is worse than the Mafia.
2: I've seen the movie?
3: Yeah. It's scary. It's scary, but great fun. We had a, we had a wonderful time there. Um, eight 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 euros for a, for a, you know a proper wood fired pizza and. A crazy time on a, on the back of a bike, nearly yeah. trying to get to the, the Amalfi coast and back and it what's it like mm. being
2: able to leave our our prison country?
3: Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Absolutely wonderful.
1: You, you because, did have to wear a mask on the plane though, right?
3: Um in theory, but um I am proud to say that I didn't wear a mask for the entire long haul flight to England and back from England again. Oh, that's um great. and nobody asked us to put our masks on. And in England it's COVID never existed. There's no um masks anywhere, no rules, nothing.
2: Wow, wow! the only
3: problem was when we had to get back to australia and we had to fill out what was essentially a phd thesis at singapore airport before yeah. you even checked in to get on the plane to get back to australia thank you very much australian government
2: is this
1: all about covid
3: yeah
0: mm.
1: yes my wife had to do this recently which she, she went to chile for for a couple of weeks had to come back yeah it's crazy i feel yeah.
2: like we'll be doing this in 10 years this is this is a real deficiency yeah. of this country we yeah. because we do everything slowly
1: and after oh, everyone else yeah. it, it'll be here for a long time yeah it oh. will
3: it will that's it. That was the only bad bit about the trip was actually trying to come back again. Right. So only make it a one-way trip. Sorry.
2: Only make it a one-way trip. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Bella, thank you for letting us work you over today. We made you uh, uh, walk along the hot coals. Uh, yes. On these, these thorny subjects. So thank you very they
3: much. They are. They are. So, but I enjoyed it.
1: Yes, it's great to have you back. And um, just uh, just wanted to know if if people want to follow you or read more of your work, how can they do that?
3: um well I'm I'm not on Twitter or Facebook much because I, I I'm actually too thin-skinned for Twitter mm-hmm. I don't I don't like all the assaults on my character. Um, I, I find it distracting to the actual work So look um, um if you just go to the IPA website it has all my um, all my work on it every time I put something up it's it's on ipa.org.au um, and um, I will send you the link to um, class action when it's done because um, I'd, lo- I'd love people to join.
1: Yes, no, I'm, I'm very interested, yeah.
2: And we'll put uh, links to the articles we spoke about today uh, in the show notes. We have a final question, Bella. You know, we always ask this. What are you reading right now?
3: Oh, oh I've, I'm reading Douglas Murray. I'm reading Douglas Murray, War on the West. I've, I've mentioned it a million times in this podcast, but it's just riveting, um, and it's exactly what we're living through, and I, I recommend mm. everyone read it. And, of course, the left have said that it's exaggerating. There's nothing to see here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the Guardian uh, is I... picking it up.
1: Yeah, of course. One of our guests recommended actually listening to it on audiobook because he... He, he reads the book, Douglas himself. Yes,
3: he does. And apparently he, he kept having to stop the recording because he was laughing so much. Not at his own writing, but at the examples that he was coming up with. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love to. Add, yeah, I, that's
2: a good idea, actually. I 100% recommend this book. I think I feel like it's the book that uh, I, I just want to buy 100 copies and just give it to everyone. I know, know.
3: Everyone needs to read it.
2: I need it because they need normal people, not, not uh, you know, sort of unhinged uh podcasters and Outright. stuff like <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> normal people need to be able to have this on hand so they can you know when people force them to do silly things they can say no and they've got yeah. something ready to say yeah
3: so, they yeah. do they do and people sense there's something wrong and it, it really does ver- uh, summarize it very very succinctly it's not it's not a complicated book to read it's nice. just bit... mm. so
2: fantastic it. well Next thanks on. again bella
3: thanks. all right yeah. thank you so much